Kilaim Perkhes Mishnah Aleph eight one. This Mishnah serves as a great review of what we said so far, and as well as an introduction to what we're going to say coming up. So the eighth Perk of Kilaim, we'll be discussing the halachas of Kilai Behema of forbidden mixtures with animals, of which there are two different issues. One issue is to cross breed animals, that is to force them or physically make them mate. And the second issue was to cross-work them to, let's say, for example, have a an ox and a donkey pull a plow together. So that will be the topic of our parak over here. But the Mishnah first, in Mishnah Aleph, will contrast the halachas of the two types of kilayim we've seen so far, namely kilay hakerim and kilay zeroim, with the two sets of kilayim that we're going to see, uh, namely kilay behema, and then in the final parak, the ninth parak of kilayim, we'll discuss uh, Kilai Bagadim, the forbidden mixtures and clothing, which is what we call shotness, wool and linen woven together. So the Mishnah says, defining the differences between the four categories of Kilaim, Kilai Hakerim, Kilai Zroim, Kilai Behema, and Kilai Bagadim, by saying, Kilai Hakerim, when it comes to the forbidden mixtures in a vineyard, Asura Milizroa, Umilakayim, Vasurum Bahana. Kilai Hakerim is forbidden to plant and to maintain. And it's forbidden to get benefit from it. So each in its own time. First, Milizroa, to plant it. So a fascinating thing, which we've discussed a couple of times already, is that it's not clear at all what the nature of the prohibition of Kilai, the exact definition of the prohibition of planting Kilai Hakerim is. The Pasuk forbids, I'll speak English to make sure it's perfectly clear. It, it, it forbids planting Kilayim in a vineyard. So there's two ways to understand that. Many understand it simply mean that you can't have a grain or green planted in a vineyard. So to plant wheat inside a vineyard, then those four almost the work area of a vineyard, a carom, etc., that would be considered to be planting kilaim. That's how our Mishnahis have read the whole way through, and that seems to be sort of how it's been understood. However, many learn, based on Yushalmi, and the many learn, including the Rambam, including the Bartanora, our hero, that the Pasuk should be read, don't plant kilayim, meaning kilayzraim, meaning two different species of, let's say, grain. So, for example, wheat and barley together in a vineyard. And if you do plant wheat and barley together in a vineyard, so then it's not just generic kilayim, but it's kilayim in a vineyard. And the produce of that forbidden mixture, meaning the grain, both the wheat and the barley, as well as the grapes, will become... Um, Asr Bahana forbidden to get benefit from. So that's how the Bartner learns that Kilaim in a vineyard, Kilai Hakerim, isn't how we've sort of seen on face value throughout the past four Prakim, merely having grains or greens in a vineyard. It's having two different species, let's say, of grain in a vineyard. And if you do plant wheat and barley, two different species of grain together, that's already Kilai Zroim, in a vineyard, you also have Kilai Hakerim. And therefore, you'll be actually getting two sets of Malkus of lashes, one for violating kilai zeroim, planting the wheat and barley together, and a second set of malchus for planting that forbidden mixture of wheat and barley together in a vineyard. That's indeed how the Bartner learns, that's indeed how the Rambam paskins it. Surprisingly, but that's how it is. It's surprising because our Mishnahs didn't seem to suggest that, but that is how they rule. Second of all, kilai hakerim is also a surin milakayim, to maintain it. So that means if one has a vineyard, and in the vineyard he sees his wheat growing, or the greens, whatever it is, the vegetables growing in the vineyard, if you've seen already, it has to be removed. 
If a person fails to remove that grain or greens from growing inside his vineyard, again, like the usual things we said before, within four amos of the vineyard or a sixth fachim if it's a single vine, then he is violating this. However, it seems that one, to machlok is actually, if this is, if to be makayim kilayim in a vineyard is an isodoraisa derabanan, even if it's an iser doraisa to just be makayim it, one certainly would not get the punishment of lashes for violating the Doraisa unless he did some actual masa, some actual act, because just passively violating a Doraisa doesn't incur lashes ever. So that means to to just simply ignore the wheat and let it grow inside the vineyard would be a violation of being Mekayem Kilaim in a Kerem, very possibly a Doraisa violation, however not a one punishable by lashes, until he does an act. An act would be like, for example, like he, he builds a fence around it. So he protects the kilaim to grow further. That would for sure incur lashes. Um, if it's a doraisa, then rabbinic, then doraisa lashes. And if it's just a dorabanan, then malthus martus, just rabbinic lashes. And the asurim bahana, the growth of kilaim in a vineyard is forbidden to get benefit from. We've seen that before, pentiktosh. So it's forbidden to get benefit from both the grain growing, if it's grain, and the vines, as we defined in the previous Mishnahis, around that that grain. The Pasha says it's just Asr Bahana, I mean, you can't eat it and can't do other benefit from it, meaning you can't use it for firewood, you can't give it as a gift, etc. Um, it's not necessarily the case that you have to destroy it, per se. Um, you have to burn it, but maybe you only have to burn it in the event that you decide to destroy it. So if you're going to destroy it, you have to burn it. But according to many, if you opt just to let it you pull it out as forbidden kilim and let it go to rot on the ground, whatever it is, or just you know leave it be and not eat it that or whatever, that would be permissible. Okay, so that's kilai hakerim. As for kilai zeroim, says the Mishnah, those are asur milizroa. It's forbidden to plant kilai zeroim, meaning to plant wheat and barley together, for example, umalakayim, and it's forbidden to let it keep on growing together, as the Mishnahis in the first three prakim defined. You can't let it grow as mixed species. Let's separate them. But umutaram ba'achila ba'kol shekain bahana. Even though it's forbidden to plant or even like grow kilai zeroim, mixed species together, if they did grow together and you let them grow on purpose even, still you may eat them. You can eat their produce and ensure that you can get any any benefit, meaning not only eat, but a kol shekain all the more. So you could just, you know, give it as a gift, use it as firewood and so on. That's okay. So just for example, Many fruits are uh, hybrid fruits of two different, you know, fruits put together, you know, the old tangelo and all these weird fruits. So it's forbidden to do that. We said the one prohibition when it comes to trees is grafting trees together. So you can't graft trees together. If you did graft them, you'd be violating kiloi zeroim. But the fruit that grows from the tree or all the fruits you can buy in the grocery store that are, that are different hybrid fruits are, yes, permissible to be eaten. The mission now discusses a third category of kilayim. It's going to skip to what will be the ninth parak's topic, meaning we'll now discuss kilay bagadim, forbidden mixtures of fabrics in clothing and textiles. And that's going to be specifically the prohibition of wool and linen together. We know it is shotness. And the Mishnah says kilay bagadim when it comes to forbidden forbidden mixtures of textiles, mutarm b'choldavar. They're permitted for all uses. The only restriction on 
Kilai Bagadim on Shabbos is actually wearing it, and we'll see more about wearing it and that, covering yourself with it in the ninth parak. But the point is, if you're, for example, a salesperson and you're selling Shatna's garments to non-Jews, that's no problem, etc. Any any benefit you get from Shatna's is okay, with the exception being you cannot actually wear it. And finally, Kilai Behema, when it comes to the forbidden mixtures of animals, Mutarim Legadel Ulakayem, they're actually permitted to um, raise and maintain together. So here the words Kilai Behema mean two different species of animals. So we're saying, for example, if you have horses and donkeys, which are two different species, you may keep them in the same corral, you can feed them together, etc. That's not a problem. Um, even if you know full well, they're likely or liable to mate, and then mating is two different species of mating together, that's not a problem. You're allowed to do that. Kilain Behema, horses and donkeys, for example, Mutarm Legadel, you can raise them together. Ulakayam, you can feed them together, no problem. Vein Surum Ela Melaharbia. The prohibition of Kilai Behema, at least the one of the two Darius prohibitions, the one about cross-mating animals of different species, is when you physically get in the act and and um kind of conjoin them together, like you know, like Lego pieces, you, you put them together, as is what farmers, people involved in animal husbandry do do. That is the way of farming even today. Um but if you just if they do it on their own, that's not a problem. So in an asurim, if they do it on their own, it's not a prohibition, it's not a problem. The prohibition is actually putting them together. And Kilai Behema, now we the Mishnah skips the topic of cross-working animals, as I call it, meaning the shore, the donkey, and the and the ox pulling together or something like that. Mishnah doesn't discuss it. We'll discuss in the pair presently. In any case, um that's to do it together is forbidden. The mission doesn't speak that out, but the mission does say kilai behema asurim zebezeh. If you have now in this phrase kilai behema has taken a new meaning now. Here we're talking about the offspring of forbidden mixtures. So, for example, you have horses and donkeys living in the same corral. They produce mules. So, the mules. If you have two mules, you may not mate those mules together. Now, according to the Bartanura, our mission is talking about a case where. One of the mules has a donkey for a mother, and one of the mules has a donkey for a father, and the other parent is the horse. So that is the case where you may not cross-breed these animals together intentionally, um, notwithstanding the fact, by the way, that in the case of mules, the mules can't have any offspring. That's not the point, and that would still be usser to actually be larbia, to put two mules together, one male, one female, if the mother of one mule is a horse and the mother of the other mule is a donkey would be forbidden. Um, even though they're both called mules, they're different kinds of mules. With, and we look at the mother as being the relevant feature, at least that's the other part. I was explaining over here this, this Tana. And that being the case, to mate the two mules of different types together would be forbidden.